MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, March 20th, 2020. Today, more lies from the White House about coronavirus. Tulsi Gabbard drops out and endorses Joe Biden. A Republican senator warns the rich and well-connected about COVID-19 three weeks ago and then profits off a a stock sell-off. Two congressmen test positive for coronavirus. Fox News breaks its Twitter silence and Ghislaine resurfaces. I'm your host, A.G., and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Amanda Reeder. Hello. We have a full house. Yes, and Mm -hmm. a big news day. It's a really, really Mm -hmm. big news day. This might be a little bit of a long show. We're going to get the news out up front, and then we're going to go, like, happy, funny, good news at the end. Great. To seal it all up and nice little bow. Love it. I got a bidet update. You do? A bid update. Uh, A bidet update. A bidet update. Bidet update. Manamana. Bidet update. Oh, no, no, I'll hold bidet it till the end. Yeah. You can hold it till the end. I'll hold it till the end. Then I'll clean up. Okay. It's our Friday, by the way. Yes, it is. In case you're all wondering. Oh, it is their Friday. It's everybody's Friday every day now. Yeah. It's true. It's from home Friday. Just kidding. Sorry. That joke leaves out the people still with jobs. Yeah, and thank you for continuing to do them and, yes. and being out there uh, on the front lines oh yeah yes absolutely mm-hmm. seriously my god and i would if you are without a job i'm also very sorry yeah, yeah. to our yeah, frontline workers holy shit we have to get you. serious real fast because this and sucks. i hope that you'll get some relief because today lindsey graham was mm-hmm. trying to say that uh americans should not get any monetary relief fantastic so i told you they'd be Pushing it back, and the Dems are going to fight for it. And then when it takes, when they can't come to a solution, the Republicans are going to blame the Democrats mm-hmm. for holding it hostage. Mm-hmm. Did you see Yang on CNN a couple days ago? Uh-uh, what he, did he do? He was talking. I only knew about it because my dad was super fired up hearing him talk. And my dad called me and was like, "Do you know this Yang guy? He's pretty <laughs> fucking." Yeah, he was like, "This guy rocks." He knew who he was, but he just meant hearing him talk. He was very happy to hear his ideas because he. My dad is like a, a limousine liberal, as they say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Wine cave. Yes. Uh, but he, so Yang like really, really appeals to my dad. But he, my dad was saying that Yang was saying that we're a very wealthy nation. Right. And there's a lot of really wealthy people in this country. And if there was ever a time to spend the money, this is that time. Mm-hmm. That's what Yang was saying. Yeah. And I think that's a really important thing to, to remember because mm-hmm. Yes, we we operate with a deficit, but that's sort of like built into the plan. It's not like obviously, you know, clearly I can't talk about the economy with the the amount of necessary nuance in such a small amount of time. But the point being, despite our deficit, we still have a lot of capital in this country. We still have a lot of resources that we can spend on things. And it's being shown that we can spend them on those things. Absolutely. Throughout this crisis. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if this goes through the way the Dems want it to go through, mm-hmm. uh, I heard somebody and say, and this gave me chills, it'll be the single largest transfer of wealth in the history of the country. Fuck yes. And it will wow. be going from the rich to the middle yes. class mm-hmm. and the working class and the poor. Yes, and it's like, 
the ghost of FDR right now mm. is just like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> you could have been deficit spending your way out of this and creating programs that are, you know, sustainable throughout this the entire time that I've been not around. And then you wouldn't have been in this position. Also, if this would have happened like a month ago, Bernie would have looked a lot less radical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, it did happen a month ago. We were just downplaying it. Um, yeah. It yes, happened three months ago. True. We're going to find true. that out about uh, Senator Burr here real soon. We do have a lot of news to get to, so let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, we're going to start off with the news that we have about uh, coronavirus and, and what's going on with it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's a daily press briefing now that's happening with the coronavirus task force, and every day it's led by idiots, so it's never really, like, a good news Second conference. time Fauci's been absent, too. Mm, yeah, that's true. I don't want to say every single person standing up there is an idiot, necessarily, all the time. Today, though, yes. Yes, today. Uh, so Trump um, spent a decent amount of the time shit-talking the media, which is a hard hill to climb, I think, at this point, because I think the majority of Americans know now that without the media, nobody would know what the hell is actually going on with this virus. If Trump had his way, everybody would think that this was a hoax. They would keep staying out. They would keep spreading the virus. We know Nunes is going on, saying people should be going out living their lives, and life would just be going on as normal, and we would steadily, heavily, very quickly be heading towards that peak that would completely overburden our system, and people would be dying, and people are already dying, and people already have been undiagnosed. And I just think attacking the media right now just extra hits a nerve with me because of that, I think. It's like... No thanks to you guys. <laughs> I kind of know what the hell is happening right now. And your press conferences aren't really helping. I don't think I've learned one thing from any of their briefings. Mm-hmm. No. And, and, it, and it seems like they're withholding big news mm-hmm. on a daily basis to put it out there to get the maybe pump up the stock market mm-hmm. or get people to like him again. And they've all, if you go back and look at them, they've all still amounted to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, his big hit today, are you going to talk about the FDA uh, approved malaria drug? Mm-mm. Yeah, he, he the big hit today was that the FDA uh, has approved uh, malaria drug and he pronounced it correctly. And I feel like he was I feel like he practiced for like two hours and got some pats on the back. And so he, he said it very slowly a couple times. Like, yes. look what I can say. Malaria and, sounds like a Melania branded STD. <laughs> Be best. And uh <laughs> Melania branded STD. By now, get two for one. I'm coming out with a new line. (laughs) Um, That's not sex shaming. I have an STD. All right. I have herpes, everyone. There we go. (laughs) Now I can make jokes. (laughs) You know we have a couple hundred thousand people. Good. Stay away. It's like in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, I have my father's gun and a scorching case of herpes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Not trying to STD shame. Normalize herpes. Just a malaria joke. (laughs) Point being. Sorry, did I cut you off? Were you saying something? No, I just said normalize herpes. Yes. (laughs) Sounds like a great bumper sticker. It it really does. A priority bumper sticker, I'd say. So so anyway, he said the FDA has come out with this. Here's the thing. It's been out. Uh, they tested it on SARS, and it worked in the lab, but it did not work on actual patients. Mm-hmm. It is a parasitic uh, treatment because malaria is a parasite. It is not a antiviral, mm-hmm. which is what this is. But sometimes, you know, drugs can be used for other things. You find mm-hmm. out, oh, look at that. Look, got rid of that. Uh, and because, like, it can be used for arthritis, too. And... 
so, so then he, he said it's good. They've approved it for use with COVID-19 uh, because of me. I'm so great. And here's the thing. It, it, that drug was already flagged to be approved for other uses. So he didn't do anything. Number one. Number two, it didn't work on SARS, which is a coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And number three, the FDA came out immediately and said, we didn't do that. Mm. We haven't said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a big lie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know there of which there are many, right? Mm. Constantly. Um, but yeah, just it, he. Okay, this is what. First off, did you all see the photo that came out of this conference? A close-up shot of his paper. Yep. So this was another thing that he did at this conference. He entirely just dug his heels in and doubled down on his usage of Chinese virus as a term and blaming China entirely for where we're at. He continued to say really racist shit. And this is one of, so here's one of the quotes. He said, the world is paying a very big price for what they did. And he's referring to his claim that Chinese officials didn't fully share information sooner with the United States. That's what he's saying. He's saying this is all China's fault and that if they could have just kept it over there, then the world wouldn't be going through any of this right now. Yes. Although, truth be told, China didn't share a lot of what was going on um, with us, just like Russia hasn't shared a single uh, piece of information. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Uh, And, you know, it's actually China that is saying that this malaria drug works mm. on mm-hmm. COVID-19, mm-hmm. but they ha- they have refused to give us any data. Mm-hmm. So it is it is sort of a battle there. Yeah. But, I mean, we don't have that's kind of like the basis of a lot of our hardened relationship with them. Right. Is is information sharing when you shouldn't or yeah. not, not, not mm-hmm. doing it when you should. But him crossing the word Corona out in his script. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, he continued to defend his use of coronavirus and it came out that there was... Or the Chinese virus? Yes, there was a script that... You can see it because there's a there's like a laminate that's over the paper when this is how he he like marks on that laminate. At least that's what it looked like to me. Um, But underneath the word Chinese that he had written in after he crossed out another word that was sort of ambiguous, but you can pretty clearly see that the word under it obviously is corona. And then there's a word virus that's clearly seen after it. So obviously it said coronavirus. He crossed it out, wrote Chinese over it. Yeah. So he's doubling down and trolling Mm -hmm. super hard right now because... He's trying to capitalize off of this as a way to generate anti-Chinese sentiment. It's yeah. reflexive control. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it multiple times. Mm-hmm. On um, It's an active measure. We've talked about it a ton on mm-hmm. Mueller, she wrote. The Russians yes. do it all the time. And, and then OAN came out, or that OAN lady at the end, and, and said she was the final question. Uh, she's clearly a plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, OAN is the network that uh, Giuliani runs his Biden podcasts on. <laughs> Uh, and asked, you know, th- with the, you know, with the left wing propaganda machine media, um, you know, calling it, you know, saying that you're racist because you call it the Chinese virus when it originated in China. What do you think about the, you know, the Democratic left wing fake news media, co- co- you know, collaborating with the Chinese to undermine you, the president of the United States? And he just went off on a fake news rant for like a good three or four minutes. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely a total alley oop. It was absolutely unbelievable, mm-hmm. and that whole the other thing about the crossing out Corona and writing Chinese. Uh, first of all, racist, blatantly mm-hmm. racist AF. Second of all, 
Are you so fucking stupid that when you see the word coronavirus, you just can't automatically say Chinese virus? Like you don't have the wherewithal to do that uh, while you're on, like while you're reading. You you do you have to actually go through mm-hmm. and make that pen change? Yeah, you have to remind yourself to be racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not really in your heart, Trump. <laughs> Maybe try to see the light. Go with that. Uh, yeah, like Stephen Miller's like, I'm God. afraid you're going to mess this up because you're such a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> you got to write Chinese in there. You're going to fuck it up, you nice guy. <laughs> He's going to be like, oh, I saw Chinese and I and I overcorrected. I accidentally said Corona. Watch him like fuck himself up. Like My favorite day. thing uh, recently is watching the faces of the people around Trump every time he speaks. Like just lately, I've been paying special attention to the facial expressions of the mm-hmm. folks standing around him and the expressions they make as they try not to have a reaction to the things that he's saying, where they just look at him yeah. unblinking, literally like standing behind it, trying not to have any feelings, trying not to express a single emotion. They're also probably um, sick. Probably, probably sick. sitting there you holding know what? their <laughs> coughs and eye waters. It's moments like these, um, these sorts of uh, when Trump gets to speak candidly to people about topics where you realize that his only source of Fox is Fox News. Yeah. Like it just, it's coming out of every pore, you know? Uh-huh. Like Ew. I was. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> gross. You're oozing um, Fox. Yeah, you, yeah, he does ooze Fox. Um, but I was, I, th- I think Tucker Carlson said the other day was like, um, I wasn't listening to Fox News. Like they were, f- like some podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying not to. I don't to. believe you, dude. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes That's like a liberal's version of no homo. I know, I know. <laughs> sometimes I do it as research, like as research for the show, just to hear it the other side. Lately, I can't handle it, but I was a pod- listening to a podcast and they featured a clip of Tucker Carlson in the podcast. And the way that Fox is talking about the virus, I'm glad I've been avoiding it because it made my blood boil. They're trying to, I mean, obviously we're politicizing everything about this but, but specifically he was talking about the homeless population on the west coast uh-huh. and he may as well have said these blue states full of homelessness like he yeah. was he said he was t- talking about homeless people as if they were vermin which is so disgusting and that he's is basically so disgusting. saying like states like california mm-hmm. and washington where there's all these homeless people who by the way defecate on the street which is disgusting you know, like just yeah, because I think that's a preferable way to shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure people. Was, I'm sure they're choosing that yeah, life. Was, well, I quit my job so I could live outside of the home and yeah. shit on the street. You know yeah. what I always thought? Throw the bowl away. He, <laughs> yeah, right. He was basically making it sound like we deserve to have it to have worse outbreaks here because of the way that we handle our homeless because of the because of how homelessness is being handled. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he may as well have said in blue states. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <sighs> Anyway. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> and that's actually very relevant to an update that we got from Gavin Newsom that we learned about in a letter that he wrote. Is that cool if I go over that right now or did you want to? We're going to oh, touch yes. on Gavin Newsom mm-hmm. in a little bit. Cool. Yes, yes, um, yes. A couple of more things from that press conference. Uh, Trump said, we have a ton of wonderful, beautiful PPEs. That's personal protective equipment. Um, but that is not the reality on the ground. And a, a reporter asked them about that. Like, that's not what we're seeing on the ground. Everybody is out of masks. They're recycling masks. They're going out like in the L.A. garment district. They're going out to seamstresses to have them sew masks for them. He's like, no, that's not true. It's everywhere's fine. Everyone has everything they need. Um, but this, but here's the thing: the CDC guidelines, the actual CDC guidelines, tell are telling providers to recycle their masks, which makes them irrelevant. Mm-hmm. First of all. Uh, recycle them as much as you can. Make them last for days mm-hmm. if possible. Days. That's hundreds of patients. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, use bandanas as a last resort. So that is the actual CDC guidelines. It, it reminds me of when I was a naval nuclear reactor mechanic. Mm-hmm. And the number one, if, the, if, the re- if something breaks down in the nuclear reactor, the number one thing you're supposed to do first is hit it with a hammer. It says... <laughs> 
mechanical <laughs> agitation. That's your number one mm-hmm. thing. And I guess half the time it works. But like that just reminds me of, of uh, like, oh, bandanas. Use bandanas as a last resort. And don't forget to salvage clothing from the dead. Smiley face. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? It's, mm-hmm. It is fucked. Uh, two things on this. Number one, I was talking to my sister yesterday, who I've mentioned a couple times in the show, works in healthcare, as does my mom. And uh, and I was saying, and she works in the intensive care unit, and they're preparing for a surge of patients. And I was like, hey, I'm really worried about you, like about you having the protective gear that you need. She was like, oh, that's a problem in the U.S., not here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, my second point to this uh, is that a, I, you know who has a lot of N95 masks in their garage? Fellow people who go to Burning Man, I know this because we protect our face from the dust and mm-hmm. from the air quality that we breathe when we are on playa. So if any other burners are listening, All right, burners, donate, give donate them your masks because we have garages full of them. We buy them in bulk. I know you have masks. And I also know that a lot of burners know how to make homemade masks. There are so many tutorials on YouTube mm-hmm. and there are so many articles about how to make a mask for Burning Man. I know a lot of burners sell homemade masks or have homemade masks made out of cloth. Donate those too. Or if you know how to make them, make them because it's a really, really common thing that we do um, in the Burning Man community. So if you're listening, donate your boxes of N95 masks, please, because I know that you all have them. Aha. It's a good mm-hmm. idea. You know uh, what would be crazy? The biggest scoop of all would be if there was a Burning Man person selling them for profit. It's not the gift economy, my friend. The most scandalous story. The gift economy burner. It's like... Me $100. Yeah. He just got a trench coat on. He opens it up. N95, N95. God, right. N95. Dose, dose, shrooms. N95, N95. I did have masks and hand sanitizer in my Burning Man gear in the garage, though. When all this started to happen. Is dose still a thing? Yeah. Is it? Wait, well, wait, is that a reference to a specific drug? Well, for us, it was, I mean, for people of my age, it was acid. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, Okay. Yes, yeah, I think just so. Because I didn't, you know, I was like, oh, I'm aging myself there. Like, oh, look, let's smoke the pot. Yeah. <laughs> I've yet to buy it Wacky in a tobacco. crowd. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't, yeah, 95. Yeah, I haven't uh, gone through the very entertaining experience of hearing someone talk like that. So if you, if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you walk around in a Grateful Dead concert mm-hmm. and there's just people walking around, dose, dose, <laughs> doses, shrooms, doses. <laughs> Extra tie day. Dose, dose. <laughs> What if they're learning Spanish and then you're just stuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's a mental block. <laughs> uh, to what, man? Uh, another thing he brought up in the press conference was that the uh, his buddy who owns Carnival Cruises, shitty cruise line, by the way, uh, called him up and said, you can have my boats, and uh, but we haven't done anything with that yet. Okay, so he can have the boats. Um, although I thought of this, like, why don't we take all these empty cruise ships and make them floating coronavirus yeah. ICUs? But it's really hard to 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 uh, convert a, a non ICU bed into an right. ICU bed. So they'd the, more be relief ships. Yeah, the idea yeah. is to put other people who are mm-hmm. sick in the hospital into these boats. But mm-hmm. it's, um, it sucks though because it only benefits the coastal states. Which I mean, any of the help that people need, especially with a state like California, New York, that's so incredibly densely populated. But it would be nice if everywhere had a beach, I guess. <laughs> well, that would I be mean, true for all Because you can't have like plain, plain <laughs> hospitals. I most of the cases are in the coastals. Yeah, no. but also keep in mind for non-coastal states, a lot of these big hotels are going to be losing out on tourism because the borders mm-hmm. are closed. So hospital, uh, hotels can do the same thing. Hell, that Wyoming tourism is going to hit the shitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surf sucks in Wyoming. Uh, I actually love it there. It's beautiful. It's so pretty. I haven't been, but I want to go. It's so but that, pretty. But that to me is like more like cabins and mm-hmm. it is, Airbnbs. Wholesome and 
beauty. It is very, very lovely there. Yeah. Uh, and one other thing that just cracked me up, Pence uh, talked about masks. They, you know, they signed this thing to allow 3M to produce 420 million masks. And then Trump gets up and he's like, that, we have so many masks it's a number. It's like a number you've never heard of. It's a number you've never heard of. And I'm like, I've heard of 420 million. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that number. I- <laughs> the way that he keeps saying something we've never seen before, no one's ever done it before. Like a number I, you've never heard so of. Crazy. You know, he's gonna start. I invented the number. You've never heard it. <laughs> I saw a tweet earlier, which was like, soon enough, he's gonna start being saying, um, people are dying who never died before. With all these people dying, they've never died before. <laughs> Like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah, he's just... He hasn't seen an interview with a vampire. Yeah. I also have not seen that. I recall reading a news story, speaking of 3M, I recall before we all started self-quarantining at such a widespread level, um, an article that said 3M was slashing, like, a bunch of their jobs, I think, Mm. which is interesting because now this is happening, and I wonder if they're bringing people back. I would assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be cool. Essential mask makers. Yeah. Oh, that was a podcat. A podcat just came into the room. Sorry, we all like went, what? <laughs> uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to pet the podcat while you listen to this quick message. If you want these ad-free, just uh, head to patreon.com slash the daily beans. Sign up for premium feed and you'll get them ad-free and early. And there's a bunch of other like neat gifts and prizes and newsletters and research notes and stuff that you get as well so thank you we'll be right back stay with us after these messages we'll be right back hey everybody this is ag and this episode of daily beans is brought to you by better help is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals better help wants you to start living a happier life today better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist and you can start communicating in under 24 hours better help is not a crisis line uh, it's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. Everybody needs a little help from time to time. I've sought help for my PTS, which, and this really made a difference for me. So I highly recommend seeking help when you need it. And their service is available for clients worldwide. It's remote, and they have a broad range of expertise in their counselor network. And a lot of those experts might not be available in your local area. So it's really, really helpful. You can log into your account from anywhere, anytime, and send a message to your counselor, and you'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you don't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. And this really helps us out when we have to self-quarantine to be able to have this telemental health option. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. So visit their website and read their testimonials. They're posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Daily Beans listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans. All right, everybody, welcome back. We got some more coronavirus updates for you. Um, A CDC study came out uh, recently uh, today that says that up to 30%, 30% of coronavirus cases require hospitalization. Wow, that's a lot. Um, So that is the latest number from the CDC. I I highly recommend getting your information from the CDC and not from these daily press briefs. Yep. Um, And something's going on with Gavin Newsom, our dude. Yeah. Who's very handsome, by the way. Uh, he is very handsome. And I think he's a pretty good governor. Yeah. I, I've, I've been enjoying his work. Yeah, mm. definitely. Um, yeah. He's so he said in a letter to Trump today that he actually it was postmarked for the 18th 
Uh, he said that California health officials are predicting that 56 percent of California's population will get COVID-19 within the next eight weeks. That's a huge amount of people in California. 26 million almost. Yep. And Newsom's formally requesting that one of those naval ships gets sent to California to help relieve our hospitals. And this is something that we kind of already knew was happening, but just another formal ask to the president for that. Uh, Newsom's also working really close with Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti Mm -hmm. uh, to protect the state's homeless population. We were talking about what that situation is going to be right now moving forward because they're the most vulnerable population pretty much with pre-existing conditions and it's really scary and sad but the state's supplying local governments with 150 million dollars and with the help of american red cross uh and the city of la is going to open up six thousand beds at 42 recreation centers so that's awesome yeah that's currently the numbers that are out there right now and Um, something else pretty cool i I listened to a county san diego county supervisor nathan fletcher and a couple other people give a briefing on san diego today again we're we're not at a shelter in place order but it's it's pretty much that mm -hmm. um but he said that uh and if you're an immigrant you will not be asked your immigration status if you come to a hospital or call. We will not deport you. If you have call call our line, we have like this like hotline where you can call and ask questions. Your immigration status will never be brought up. We want you to feel safe. You will not be deported. Mm-hmm. We are just please, you know, feel free and safe to speak to us about your symptoms or anybody in your family who has symptoms. We have a hundred percent like. Spanish speakers available to 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 be there for you. Uh, we can translate 150 languages mm-hmm. in, in a nanosecond. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of our calls are in Spanish, but he just he was very adamant. Uh, spent a very good part of the press conference talking about how we won't ever ask you your immigration status. You could present to any hospital. They've been given these orders. So I want I want to tell uh, you know if anybody else mm-hmm. can hear that from me. I want you to know that. And that's what makes us shitty blue sanctuary states. And that's because we have shit all over the streets and hell fire and we can't rake our forests. And it's so important in a city like San Diego to hear that. It's oh, yeah. wonderful. It's mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful. And yeah. I, was, I was glad to hear Nathan Fletcher say that. He's a former Republican, turned Democrat, veteran. Uh, I've done some work with him on veteran stuff mm-hmm. uh, here locally. Um, after he changed party affiliations, mm-hmm. but uh, he's he's a supervisor, so I'm I was very very happy to hear um, his his announcements today. Mm-hmm. Me too, me too. Um, and then just one more update: we've been talking about states being entirely inundated with unemployment insurance claims. So Newsom said that the state we typically get about two thousand. We, they. Uh, get 2,000 unemployment insurance claims a day. But on Tuesday, they received 80,000. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one in five workers has either been laid off or had their hours drastically reduced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although there are some places I'm seeing, I'm seeing reports of companies giving you a zero-hour contract so that you can't file for, un- mm-hmm. you can't file for unemployment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's shitty. Mm-hmm. It's like the people who won't give you sick leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing uh, Nathan Fletcher said about San Diego, mm-hmm. you, you, that businesses are not allowed to require a, mm-hmm. a doctor's note yeah. for you to stay home no, and take sick good. leave. That's uh, good. Businesses are implementing, I mean, obviously we'd mentioned a curbside pickup, but also essential services are implementing a lot of great things. Like I know my friend works at a bank and now they're only letting in one customer at a time so that people don't have to have any other people near them in line at the bank. Um, well, this is for a particular branch in Hillcrest. Um, and, you know, the tellers are wearing gloves and practicing all of the social distancing stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's not like business as usual mm-hmm. at a lot of um, 
places like that, like mm-hmm. banks and stuff. They're actually oh, and an extra two dollars an hour, and the banks are paying all of their um, medical bills for the next few months. But this is at a credit union. But yeah, uh, things like that are happening for people who are forced to still go to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, here's something interesting too. Uh, De Blasio, New York City Mayor. Uh, said just recently, about an hour ago, that he predicts New York City will run out of medical supplies in two to three weeks. And this is what we've been bracing for, uh, the surge Mm -hmm. um, in hospitals that we're we're running out of equipment, we're running out of beds. And that's what he's saying. Gowns, uh, PPEs, etc. will be out in two to three weeks. So and they knew that they knew this was coming, because we've had the Italy model, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And here's... um, some news that'll make you nice and angry. Senator Richard Burr, the guy named in the Mueller report for running to the White House and telling Trump what was in the FBI briefings during the Mueller investigation, warned a small group of rich constituents three weeks ago to prepare for dire economic and societal effects from coronavirus. And this is according to a secret recording obtained by NPR. Uh, he made this speech on February 27th. He made he made those remarks. And at that point, the U.S. had 15 cases of coronavirus. And Trump told America that day, the American public, us, that it's going to disappear. It could get worse before it gets better or it maybe it'll just go away. We'll see what happens. That day, Burr told well-connected rich assholes at the Capitol Hill Club, quote, there's one thing I can tell you about this. It's much more aggressive than its transmission in its transmission than anything we've ever seen in recent history. It's probably more akin to the 1918 pandemic. That's a Spanish flu. Yes. And the luncheon was organized by the Tar Heel Circle, which consists of businesses and organizations in North Carolina. The state Burr comes from and represents in the Senate. Membership cost between $500 and $10,000. According to an attendance list, the people in the room had donated more than $100,000 to Burr's election campaign in 2016. He also told the members, every company should be cognizant of the fact that you may have to alter your travel. You may have to look at your employees and judge whether that trip they're making to Europe is essential. There will be, I'm sure, times that communities in North Carolina have a transmission rate where they say, let's close the schools for two weeks and everyone stay home. And that was, he said that 16 days before North Carolina closed their schools. Then he also said, we're going to send a military hospital there. It's going to be intense, uh, intense, not intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to be set up on the ground somewhere. It's going to be a decision the president and the Department of Defense makes. And uh, we're going to have uh, medical professionals supplemented by local staff to treat people that need treatment. And it wasn't until three weeks later that Trump authorized that and told us, the public, about it. So he so that's three weeks ago. Uh, and, and all the while, he's not said a word when Trump has said, mm-hmm. it's nothing, it's no big deal, it'll go away. Right. And we just learned today from ProPublica that Burr, the senator we were just talking about, unloaded more than half a million dollars in stocks and $1.56 million of his holdings on February 13th in 29 separate transactions shortly after he offered public assurances that the government was ready to battle the epidemic and there wouldn't be a problem. But this was also after he had received classified briefings on the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Uh, One week after his sell-off, the stock market began its sharp decline, and it's lost nearly 30% since. Burr is not a super rich guy either. His net worth is about $1.7 million, so his sell-off significantly shaped his financial fortune and spared him the same pain many of us are facing right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he should go to jail, and I think anyone who sold off based on what he said should go to jail prison 
um, it's absolutely horrifying to think that, first of all, he kept the actual circumstances from the American public. Second of all, he sold off all of the stock mm-hmm. before the before the stock market tanked. I wonder what the legality of that is, if that is technically illegal. He will probably claim speech and debate mm-hmm. because definitely those briefings he got were as you know part of his job as a, as a senator, right? But to that just seems, and he's not running again in twenty twenty two or yeah. in twenty twenty two is when his his thing is is when his uh, term is up. And he's not running again. He's not going to seek re-election, so we can't vote him out. Um, but I think there should be a congressional investigation into this. I think there should be a criminal investigation into this, but there won't be because, you know, Bill Barr mm-hmm. is in charge there. And uh, I don't know. Maybe New York can do something. Maybe Tish James can do something. Uh, you know, the New York Securities and Exchange Commission can do something. Something yeah. state Mm-hmm. It it seems like it's one of those situations that's so unprecedented. I I would be very curious to see how it turns out because basically it's like if the thing if if the tip off of information that you got is tip off related to a pandemic, which is not something that we've seen in our recent history, mm-hmm. which would have saved lives had he come yes. out and said that right. faster. Well, there's there's two elements to yeah. it, right? It's like number one, did you withhold information from, from the American public as the Senate Intelligence Chair, mm-hmm. and two. Did you then profit off of that before other people, you know, lost all of their money because you knew that information? Yeah. And the Um, answer is yes on both accounts. And did you did you uh, not challenge the president's lies Mm -hmm. about it? Yeah. I mean, we all knew he was lying, but only because he always lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he, 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 other people could have come out and taken this more seriously. Well, that's yeah. what I'm wondering is, uh, you know, if he was briefed, if it was a Gang of Eight briefing, Schiff was in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly, you know, the the ranking member of, of the Senate Intel uh, Committee must, certainly must know, that Democrat. Hmm. So, like, why so then should they we... come out? Yeah, I was going to say, then the same thing for that first part They'll would apply to classified. everyone in that room. They will say it was classified. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems that like that's well. Then if you're not going to like investigate Schiff for that, then you couldn't investigate Burr for that, right? But I mean, but the for the sell off, yes, yeah, definitely sell off for sure. Yeah. But then we would want to make sure no Democrats sold off their stock, and if they did, put them in fucking prison too. Mm-hmm. And uh, just we found out. Speaking of Congress, two reps have tested positive for coronavirus. Representatives Mario Diaz Balart. And Ben McAdams, uh, Mario Diaz-Balart is a Republican. Uh, ben McAdams is a Democrat. So it is a bipartisan virus. That's good to know. And Netflix is limiting its streaming services to standard definition in Europe to help alleviate traffic to their site so that people can, you know, Netflix and quarantine. And uh, here's uh, something interesting. Uh, Italy um, hit a number today. Uh, and this is so awful but they have now their death toll has now surpassed china and that's in italy and and you just think about the population difference i wonder if it's the rate though i'm gonna look that up really quick um to see because if it's the rate that makes a little more sense Mm -hmm. i think it's raw numbers but if it's raw numbers that's in that's intense that Mm -hmm. is intense and yeah i know i know i've heard people say that italy's population has a a much larger older population than some other countries and that people live close together and hang out in public squares a lot and it's a different lifestyle than the the more american one yeah china china is pretty densely populated in some areas too though people in china also listen to their government though 
mm-hmm. more so than Western countries because we have more of a yeah they were able to do some more like draconian sentiment. measures yeah which mm-hmm. some of them were terrifying but I mean that is also a diff- cultural difference mm-hmm. it is raw numbers Italy Damn. has reached thirty four oh five China stands at thirty two forty two wow and um now. Do you know, do you trust the reporting that's coming out of China? Number one. Uh, Number two, have they been able to test as widely in China? Um, You know, what is the testing in Italy? I mean, there's 800 variables here. But according to these numbers that are being reported by these countries, raw numbers, um, they have surpassed China in Italy. And uh, the State Department is telling U.S. citizens don't travel abroad. Don't go. The level four travel advisory, level four is the highest you can get, by the way. Mm. It's like DEFCON 1. Uh, It's calling all citizens who live in the United States but are currently overseas to arrange for immediate return to the United States unless you are prepared to remain abroad indefinitely. And the European Union has announced that it's imposing a 30-day entry ban on non-essential travel for non-EU citizens. So that's also in place now. And here's a little bright spot. The House Oversight Committee is now demanding documents surrounding Trump's response to coronavirus, the testing specifically. And here's a list of what they're asking for. At first, they just asked for all the stuff. And then they're like, that's too much stuff. And they're like, all right, so they narrowed it down. Here's how they narrowed it down. This is the narrow version, by the way. They are looking for Trump's current plan for producing, distributing, ensuring adequate supplies and equipment for, and conducting coronavirus testing. Number two. Trump's plans for producing, distributing, ensuring adequate supplies and equipment for, and conducting coronavirus testing as of January 31st, 2020. That's the day the public health emergency was declared. Uh, February 28th, that's the date of the first case from community spread that was reported in the United States. And that's like when you catch it from, and you haven't been out of the country Mm -hmm. or been in contact with someone who Mm -hmm. has it. And March 13th, that is the day that the national emergency was declared by Trump. So... Uh, number three, they're looking for documents sufficient to show current testing capacity across the country to date. And they want to include testing by the CDC, testing by state and local public health labs and commercial labs. And they want it broken down by the number of tests and the number of individuals that labs can test per day. And then finally, they want a list of officials involved in coordinating coronavirus testing and their roles. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty comprehensive. Yeah. Um, accountability spread. Account. Yes. That's a that's that's their narrow. Mm hmm. Um, and that happens in the government a lot too when you FOIA something or you ask for documents mm-hmm. they're like mm, it's too much too many it would take too long we don't have the staffing to do it and so they always end up having to narrow their scope but that that's a pretty broad scope mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so they've asked for that and that's the House Oversight Committee which is good I'm I glad I can't believe how bad our testing situation is right now yeah, I, I feel like I haven't heard much from Schiff and and uh, from the Democrats in Congress. Yeah, last I heard is that kids were still getting sent out with missing parts. And I keep hearing more and more anecdotal stories of friends or friends of friends who are incredibly sick. Like I said, I knew someone where the nurse was like, I think you actually might have it, but you don't fall under this exact category. So we can't give you a test, but we're still going to hospitalize you for pneumonia. It's like, yeah, what? And we talked mm-hmm. about um, and we've talked about this several times. Trump trying to keep his numbers low. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't want the cruise ship docking off of Oakland. Yep. And that is why the testing criteria are so high mm-hmm. as set by the CDC, which is controlled by Donald Trump, meaning Oh, if you do, you first of all, you have to have traveled to a country. You have to have these symptoms. They mm-hmm. have to be this for the, and so he set the criteria to where no one could meet them, so that they can't get tested, so they can't be a number mm-hmm. uh, uh, that can be used against him. Yeah, 
It's it's ridiculous. And all, I, all this I, slow rolling of information is just gross. In our Patreon, Patreon, <laughs> or <laughs> Patreon, uh, the Facebook group that patrons can join. Become a patron today. Join the group. Someone posted, I think, Everly Well is the company that's saying they, they're mm-hmm. in the process of having like a COVID-19 self-test. Yep. So yeah. that it's was going to be like 130 bucks. Yeah. That was the first I had ever heard of like any actual company having any sort of prototype mm-hmm. or something ready to go of that. Yeah. yeah they're, they're a company that does like food. Yes. Uh, you know, testing to yeah. see what food you're sensitive to. They're a Shark Tank company. Oh. From Shark Tank to saving the country. Mm-hmm. Go Mark Cuban. But that is, I mean, that's incredibly expensive, obviously, and the whole point of this testing to be done efficiently and with the government's leadership is so that people wouldn't have to pay for the test. Well, maybe Mark Cuban can buy a bunch. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It could be available to consumers as soon as March 23rd, obviously, with a very limited supply. I guess then maybe they could, like, do a contract with the government and get subsidized or something. So they could, like, is the government going to pay private parties? to? I guess that's what Trump wants, isn't it? Um, I think they are working in conjunction with some government departments, but don't quote me on that. Um, I was that talking, would make, I would hope yeah. that that's what's happening. I was talking to Joelle about this, and, and she mentioned something about Everly Well being, working in conjunction with government officials on this. How the fuck? Good. Awesome company. How are they doing this faster than like entities in the United States making it widely available? Or they might not be doing it faster um, than say the CDC. Yeah, uh, but um, it, that just might have been a suppressed yeah situation. Effort. Yeah, uh, we'll see though. But yeah. then then you would think if they were unsuppressing it, they would just go get the ones that they right. had. But then they then it would blow their cover. You yeah, know? I just truly have no idea. I have absolutely no idea what's actually happening. And that's kind of shitty. Oh, it says the doctor still needs to prescribe the test. Mm, okay, so what doctor your doctor? I don't know a doctor. <laughs> Can they do it like weed doctors? <laughs> An really well Kill doctor? It. Yeah, like just you do a little conference call or yeah. like your Botox doctor where they're like, is your face yeah. not falling off? Nope, good, you're good to go. Or you, you walk into their office and they're like, this is a picture of me and my mom just like getting real chummy with you. I was, <laughs> hey dude, just write the prescription. Yeah, I don't, I don't want your life story, dude. I saw the mayor of San Francisco on TV yesterday and she was like talking about essential services that were staying open and she was like, and our dispensaries of course are staying open. <laughs> and I was like, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it is actually medicine for a lot of people. Right? Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We uh, I've got some news that uh, flew under the radar. We'll be right back with that. Stay with us. Hey, everybody. This portion of Daily Beans is brought to you by American Home Shield. When things unexpectedly break down in your house, like your fridge dies or your dryer stops working, uh, I like to have a plan. Like Elizabeth Warren, I want a plan. I don't want to be left worrying and wondering. I want to know exactly who to call and how much it's going to cost and how long it's going to take. And so that's why I have American Home Shield. I've had them for years. Uh, They're a big help when stuff starts breaking down, and it will start breaking down. They help cover the cost to take care of repairs when something breaks, and if they can't fix it, they will replace it or find another solution for you. As the nation's largest provider, they've paid more in-home warranty claims than any other company. That's uh, more than $2 billion in the past five years. And they're the most preferred home warranty with more than 1.8 million customers. AHS offers coverage for up to 21 home systems and appliances. And they have unlimited electronics coverage for tablets and flat screens and TVs and stuff like that. Uh, AHS has a nationwide network of more than 15,000 licensed professional contractors. So they can find the right pro in your area to fix your problem. You don't have to have an inspection. You don't have to have proof of maintenance. Coverage is available no matter how old your systems and appliances are, and they have plans and pricing to fit every budget. Uh, For me, uh, just, what, a week ago, uh, my refrigerator motor gave out. 
And so even though I'm a nuclear reactor mechanic, I don't know how to fix that. So I called American Home Shield. They came in same day, um, replaced the part. It was absolutely beautiful. It works wonderful now. I'm so glad that I have them. So go to ahs.com slash dailybeans to save $50 and start protecting your home and budget from inevitable breakdowns. That's ahs.com slash dailybeans, ahs.com slash dailybeans for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield. Be sure with the shield. Limitations and exclusions apply. See plan for details. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, So uh, a little bit of election news. Tulsi Gabbard, uh, if you haven't heard of her, she was running for president. I'm kidding. Uh, Mm -hmm. She has put out a four-minute video on social media that I just didn't have the patience to watch. But apparently within that video, she has told people she is dropping out of the presidential race and is endorsing Joe Biden for president. I thought she would back Bernie, but she is not. She is backing Joe Biden. Uh, I would like to think that an endorsement of Joe would mean that she's not going to run third party because that would be weird. Like I endorse Joe Biden, but then run third party. Yeah, that'd be incredibly weird. But we'll see what her Russian handlers have to say about that in the coming months. I have to say, I don't think it's fair to put those labels on her, especially after this. I feel like I kind of owe an apology to her and her supporters. Yeah, it's just not compatible with the theory of her being a Russian asset at this point. Yeah, I think I say that because she's just appeared on Russian TV and Fox yeah, yeah, News yeah. so often. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, she definitely, Trent, like, goes into the spaces where it's like, <laughs> why the fuck are you there? Right, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like I have I have a, I have a, a family member that, that I care a lot about who's a fan of her. And he he does a really nice and kind, you know, respectful way of, like, saying to me sometimes, you know, Oh, like, I wish you guys wouldn't bash on Tulsi so much, you know? Yeah, and I do feel like it's one of those things where it's like when you know a person and you know that they're they're not like a fool kind of mm. it sort of makes me it makes me reevaluate I guess mm. my own behavior. Yeah, so as soon as I read that I was like, "Oh shit, Joe Biden, fuck." Wow. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, I, I was feel surprised. Like, yeah. I was very surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I think I'm going to reserve my apology until that's, she doesn't run third party. That's fair. I'm not trying to say. But yeah, maybe we can just you stop owe her anything. But... Maybe we can just stop. <laughs> yeah, being such a dick to her. Yeah, but it is incredible. <laughs> she has done the right thing. It, it's crazy to me that she supported Biden, considering where she seemed to be in the narrative. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, she was super progressive. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah on a lot of things. Yeah. And uh, she has no money from uh, <laughs> Americans. Or, or delegates. Or delegates. <laughs> oh, but she, she's got two. Oh, that's true. Sorry. Um, and, but they wouldn't let her debate. So I, I say keep an eye on what she does. But hey, you know mm-hmm. what? If we get through this and she doesn't run third party, high five. And yeah. like I said, I, I will, I'll donate $1,000. We'll see how this coronavirus thing goes. But I'll, <laughs> <laughs> if I have the $1,000 to donate to the charity of her choice, I shall do so. <laughs> uh, I've been promising that for a while. That's cool. I, I hope someone actually can get in contact with her and tell her that. That'd be cool. I'll keep tweeting it at her. I mean, it's the best yeah. I can do. Maybe find somebody in her campaign. Be like, hey, lady. <laughs> But I'm not going to give it to Russian state television. She, she looks like she would be a badass teacher at the X-Men school. Oh, yes. She has or the, it's that, or it's whatever. that silver it's the streak, isn't it? It's, the, it's yeah. the roguelike streak. Yeah. yeah. You know? She's been like, struck by lightning and has some sort of electrical powers. Yeah. And also, can you imagine her eyes like lighting up with Z- blue flames or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes, she flames on the side of my face. She mm-hmm. does. Yeah. And speaking of progressives, the Bernie Sanders campaign is signaling that it may be open to an exit. After another round of losses this past Tuesday, we've already covered those um, those numbers. But the Sanders campaign officials have said that Bernie planned to leave Washington, D.C. and head back to Vermont, where he and his wife would speak to supporters about the future of his campaign. 
Additionally, he has suspended his Facebook ad buys, uh, and he has uncharacteristically made no requests for campaign donations in his last two emails for supporters. I've read them both. I, I, I get Bernie emails. Interesting. I'm still getting the text asking for money, and I thought that exactly... I was surprised because... The text today wasn't about campaign donations. It was about donating to charity. Oh, yeah. I never opened it. Yeah. I, uh-huh. the, the text today was not... Oh, that's so true. Can yeah. you split a $27 donation between five charities mm-hmm. helping people yeah. deeply impacted it wasn't by for the coronavirus? His, it wasn't for his campaign. It was for... Yeah. And the email I got today was that he wanted, he wanted you to sign a, a petition mm-hmm. um, uh, related to coronavirus. Join us to help fight. And then he sort of laid out a plan that's mm-hmm. very similar to Elizabeth Warren mm-hmm. um, about you know how, how we can how we should do this right. Um, Mm -hmm. He's calling for $2,000 checks on a monthly basis. He's asking for uh, quite a bit more Mm -hmm. than what uh, the Republicans are likely going to propose. As we know, like I said in the beginning of the show, Lindsey Graham doesn't want to give us any money. Um, And then uh, folks from the Biden camp have told the Washington Post that the two candidates have been meeting regularly by phone to discuss the coronavirus outbreak and about broader talks that they could that could be the basis for an agreement on policy that would make Sanders more comfortable leaving the race. Mm-hmm. The Biden campaign has also agreed to an internal policy of no longer attacking Bernie Sanders, even as some surrogates for Biden increase public pressure to get Bernie to drop out. These indications are the biggest hints yet that uh, Sanders is considering bowing out. And if he does, the Democratic Party will face the challenge of avoiding the same bitter split we saw in 2016. Many Democrats believe that uh, that split contributed to Clinton's loss uh, to Trump in the general election. Sanders aides cautioned Wednesday they have made no official or final decisions and they're remaining in the race, uh, which leaves open the possibility he may stay in until April 28th. As, as we've said, he, he bought uh, or set up a bunch of offices in Pennsylvania, which whose primary is April 28th and New York is April 28th. And he, he could he could get a, some delegates out of, out of New York. Um, So he might stay in until April 28th, despite there being really no chance of him getting the nomination, either by delegates or popular vote, though we don't know what states will be postponing their primaries either uh, during this epidemic. So I think we'll just, you know, he's got pretty much three weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think a lot of Biden people are saying the sooner you do this, the sooner we the longer time we have to heal this thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And a lot of people are saying, well, but the longer he stays in, if he can get more delegates, the more leverage he has to get. Biden to move to the left. Mm-hmm. But they're already meeting. So who knows what's going to happen? Um, we'll see. I'm not going to get online and, and start screaming that Bernie needs to drop out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's also the viewpoint, though, that if he drops out now and Bernie supporters have it in their head that he's only dropping out because he was pressured to drop out, you'll never get their vote back. Yeah, but they'll f- think of that anyway whenever he drops out. I don't think so. I think... They I th- didn't. They, he didn't drop out until the convention last time. Mm-hmm. No, I just mean ver- if he gets, for example, after the Clyburn interview, you know, if that sort of behavior continued from all these incredibly influential leaders in the country and he wound up dropping out versus if he stayed in the race and just until when? kept being... Just not right, not right then, not right after he faced a devastating primary blow. And then like all of these influential people came in and were like, drop out, you know, now's the time to drop out. I don't think I I I guess I don't know when the exact cutoff would be. I was kind of thinking that in my own brain when you were talking. I was like, when would it be sort of when would it be okay? When would I personally feel like he didn't feel incredibly pressured to leave for any other reasons other than to just I don't know, like. I don't know. That's so complicated. I, I guess think all I'm there, saying I personally is, think there's no good time. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, yeah. Because, like I said, he went all the way to convention last time. 
Yeah. I mean, if they're talking, for me as a Bernie supporter, hearing that they're talking and hearing about them actually starting some coalition building, already that makes me feel more comfortable at the idea that he would drop out of the race. You yeah. Know? And that, you know, that Biden told Clyburn to shut it, mm-hmm. like give him space. Exactly. Um, helps. Yes. Um, but I mean, honestly, we'll see. I There, there are going to be people. I, I, promise you there's going to be people who are like no matter what they're, mm-hmm. they're just going to be mad mm-hmm. I, uh, but uh, is there a way you can mitigate those who would be willing to vote for joe biden and how would you do that i think a lot of it has to do with the message that bernie gives to his own supporters uh, it's going to have to come out of his own mouth yeah uh, although a lot of a lot of bernie supporters are like you're gonna to have to convince me to come to your side that's your job yeah you know but again a, a lot I, of it's going to have to do with 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 his his how he how he handles it and, and that he's not pressured. I think things are different this time though than in 2016. First of all, Joe Biden um Joe Biden gives me a little bit more hope to for in terms of unity than Hillary Clinton did. Um and ba- based on how you see people reacting to him or based on how you feel about them as I candidates. I think that he is and please don't attack me for saying this because this is not a personal feeling about Hillary Clinton, but I think in general he's a little bit more liked. Oh, the numbers indicate it yeah mm-hmm. i am not i'm not trying try to make a comment on women yeah um but second of all i think that th- it's different this time because of trump right i think a lot of people who felt scorned in 2016 stayed home thinking hillary clinton is definitely going to win mm-hmm. right there's yeah. no fucking way donald trump's gonna be president so i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna be a brat and sit home and do whatever i feel like because i don't need to vote because there's no way she's gonna lose i think it's different this time i think joe biden is more liked i think that he's gonna do more coalition building because he learned from 2016 and saw what happened and I think that and we've um, had three years of Trump to mm-hmm. think about it. And I think that a lot of <laughs> even a lot of people who are like strongly in the Bernie wing of the party um, are going to vote blue no matter what. So it's different this time than it was before. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of differences. Yeah. Uh, also, um, Joe Biden is not a woman. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For sure. A lot of people I, I know on social media are like, well, isn't this just a giant case study in, in how much easier it is to be a man? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I do think in general, though, with Biden and Bernie talking to each other, that's an objectively positive thing mm-hmm. that that I think both camps receive well-ish, unless I guess you're a progressive that's like, no, fuck all the establishment Democrats. I don't want anything to do with them ever. Yeah. And case, if you were a progressive that didn't vote for before because nobody excited you and you're yeah. not going to vote now, I, I don't see how that makes a difference. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. and, and the big question now is, and it's, here's what the battle seems to be to me, at least on, on social media, which is not the world, mm-hmm. is uh, do we do our best to kid glove Bernie supporters and bring them to our camp and, and make concessions? Or do we say, fuck off, you guys don't show up to vote anyway, we don't give a fuck about you. That seems to be the two lanes, right? Well, that's... And, com- it's, and it's, I mean, I don't want to boil it down to just two Yeah, two I was just going to say, then that, then that leaves out the people that uh, are willing to compromise on the progressive side. Uh, but, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which are a lot. Yeah, which people, I think the people who would just do them. it no matter what, who yeah. would vote blue no matter who. Exactly. Like, yeah. I guess that would be lane three. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I do think, though, I mean, I'm hoping... I, 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 but you know, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but on no, social media, everything is just such a dichotomy, right? Everything oh, yeah. is black and white, and mm-hmm. so that just seems to be the mm-hmm. the them. That's the anger right now that mm-hmm. I, at least I'm perceiving. Mm-hmm. Well, there's very little. I feel like on social media, there's not a lot of nuance. People go on there to voice their their most important opinions about things, right? And there's not a lot of nuance. People who feel somewhat in between on things, or whose opinions shift a lot, or who are, you know, like, I feel like the people who have the angriest things to say are the loudest. 
But yeah, you're like, I like grilled cheese, and they're like, Why do you hate turkey sandwiches, exactly. you bitch? You so know? like, of like, course they're. <laughs> we're at a Panera, dude. <laughs> Chill out, <laughs> dude. I mean, like, here's the thing, right? Like, we we <laughs> remember going to a Panera. Mm. Oh, so good. Oh, the days a week ago. It blew my mind. I was like. It was before I understood the concept of a franchise, and I was like, yeah, they got a lot of these things, don't they? And I didn't really, but it didn't register as like a McDonald's situation. It was very confusing. <laughs> I yeah, I, I thought Chipotle. I, what that means. I was like, this one Chipotle, this is, yeah. they're the only one. They're they're great. Look at them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're, they're, they just keep popping up everywhere. It's the McDonald's and burritos. Yeah. Mm. But you know what? When I lived in London, when there was very little Mexican food available to me, I mean, like, very little Chipotle. Like, when a Chipotle opened up in my neighborhood, it was like the heavens totally. opening. Totally. I was like, yeah. Totally. I'll shit on McDonald's all day and their corporate disgustingness. And then I went to Europe one time and I felt kind like kind of scared. <laughs> and, then, and then I like was like, oh my god, McDonald's! And I went in and cried. Now they have a McBeer. Really? Yeah, in Germany, McDonald's That's has McBeer. Awesome. <laughs> Mitch so... Hedberg has a joke about the subway in Ireland being like the consulate, being like the American embassy. Like once you're in the subway, you're back in America. Uh, North it, Americans yeah. who travel, I'm going to be real with you. Like, don't let any of your friends who travel to Europe a lot make you feel less than. Because do you have any idea how many times I'd be wandering around a European city, like, hmm, where should I eat? And I'll like check, you know, the review apps. But of course, it's all the reviews are written by other people who speak English, so we go to the same fucking places. <laughs> And there's always a line, and I'm trying to eat somewhere authentically French, but I don't know where the fuck I'm going, so I go to McDonald's. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but you're Canadian. You have you have an easier time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, I do speak French. That was a bad example. Oh, no, no, no. Nice. Just because you're not American. <laughs> oh, yeah. True. true. That's true. People are true. more willing, probably, to help you out. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, why, that's what you mean by that? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. whenever we travel, I've traveled in high school, we go mm-hmm. backpacking, doing the, you know, doing the rails. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a rail pass and, and do Europe. You, we would wear Canadian patches on our backpack. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. Speaking <laughs> of uh, Canadian patches on your backpack, Ghislaine Maxwell has. That's not a segue. Um, <laughs> that's not a real segue. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell has sued Jeffrey Epstein's estate, Epstein Epstein's estate, for legal fees that she had to spend to defend herself against claims she helped recruit women for his sex trafficking scheme, which she totally did. Wow. In a complaint filed in a court in the British Virgin Islands, Virgin, uh, she she said, "quote." I had no involvement or knowledge of Epstein's misconduct. She participated. There's no fucking way that is true. I know. Um, she's also seeking reimbursement for security costs because of the regular threats to her life and safety have required her to hire personal security guards and bodyguards. Uh, lawyers for Ep- yeah. that she already has the money to pay, which on the front end, which I say means you're fine. Yeah, you're good. Um, lawyers for Epstein's victims have responded saying it's absolutely appalling that Ghislaine Maxwell is seeking to drain funds from the very estate that should be paying the Epstein victims. Yeah, that's true, too. Get the fuck out of the way. If you're not going to come into the court of law, mm. I guess no one's touch. <sighs> Where is she? Uh, well, this was filed in the British Virgin Islands. Mm. So maybe huh. she was there, stopped there doing some banking. And she just is and, so uh, innocent that she happens to be staying away from the country of the United States entirely for no reason. Yep. Well, how ballsy. Mm. What a piece of shit. Yeah, she is. Oh, my God. There's like no possible way that's true, right? Like I can't even lo- like that's like she's in all the pictures. She's there's like so much evidence yeah, there's from so many victims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're all corroborated by different people who've never spoken to each other. It's it has to be. Wow. It has to be. Mm-hmm. 
What a completely disgusting person. Yep. Beautiful she, name, though. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful name. That's true. She does have that gun for I mean, it. Just, it sounds like a French porn star. Mm-hmm. Ghislaine Maxwell. Yes. <laughs> I like the uh, Maxwell <laughs> that you put it there. It's a real Italian there. <laughs> Maxwell. She's the home. Uh, all right. We'll be right back after this. We have a lot of good news. You're going to want to stick around. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and this Helping of Daily Beans is brought to you by SaneBox. My inbox is more full of crap than a presidential tweet. Uh, We are also inundated with emails now that it's no longer about responding to everything, and I'm talking all of us. Uh, It's about responding to what's important, right? Filtering it all out, clearing out the noise. Uh, and you have to figure out which messages truly matter. And that's where SaneBox comes in. Think of it as an EMT for your email. The messages come in, SaneBox does a little triage, um, and they sift out the important emails, put them in your inbox, and direct all the other distracting stuff to your Sane Later folder. So uh, you know what messages to pay attention to now and what stuff you can get later on. It also has nifty features like the Sane Black Hole, where you can drag messages from annoying senders you never want to hear from again, put them in a black hole. And Sane Reminders to ping you if someone hasn't replied to your email by a certain date. Best of all, you can use SaneBox with any email, client, or phone, anywhere you check your email. See how SaneBox can magically remove distractions from your inbox with a free two-week trial and visit SaneBox.com dailybeans today to start your free trial and get a $25 credit. That's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com slash dailybeans. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for some good news. I've got a quick good news story, uh, and then we'll hand it over to Mandy for uh, your good news stories that we want to share. Two 20-somethings in New York have amassed 1,300 volunteers in a matter of 72 hours to deliver groceries and medicine to older New Yorkers and uh, other vulnerable people. They call themselves Invisible Hands, and they also provide human contact and comfort from a safe distance, of course. So thanks to Liam Elkind, a junior at Yale, and his friend Simone Policano for making a difference and helping out. I That's thought that so was wonderful. cool. They, uh, th- they were featured in Associated Press. I know. I love that. And I was reading about it. And they got 1,300 volunteers in 72 hours to deliver groceries and medicine to, to older and vulnerable people in New York City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. It's great. Super cool. All right. Uh, I have a shot in Freud for the end, though. So let's not, let's not do the song quite yet. We have been, we've received so much good news, um, like so much more than we ever have. We, I put out call, I've been putting call outs for good news for, you know, the last like however long we've been doing this segment for a month. And this week we've been getting so much and it makes me really happy. And I hope that um, it's been helpful to you guys to hear it. Um, so this one's from Tammy in Idaho. And she said, I play in a competitive trivia league. That sounds super fun. My team plays two to three times a week. What's so her po- name? Tammy? Tammy. Tammy in Idaho. Um, my team plays butt, two to three times a week. <laughs> well, you might be able to because it's going to be, I'm getting, I'm, they're playing it online now. Um, supporting our local restaurants. Um, there are maybe a hundred plus teams in my area playing at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and breweries each week. In these times, we clearly can't congregate at our local establishments like we usually do. So the owners of the tri- trivia company, Game Night Live, also a local Boise business, have stepped up. They're hosting games. <laughs> the Boise, Idaho, not Boise like dudesy. <laughs> Yeah, Boise dudesy. They are hosting games online on Facebook Live. Teams donate uh, when we register our team each night, and Game Night Live is giving those donations directly to the venue that we designate. They encourage us to donate what we would have spent at the restaurant or to pick up takeout at the restaurant and come home and play online. 
Uh, side note, I was one of only two people playing one night to know who has a Nixon tattoo on their back. So thanks to Muller, she wrote. <laughs> you are welcome. If we do a Muller night, yep. let me know. That's um, so fun. Tammy, my team trivia uh, name back in the back in the day was Team Awesome. Oh, nice. Uh, we had, on the nose, I like it. And we had a trophy. Um, we did weekly at the pub. And the trophy's name was Popocatasyphilis. Mm. It was a plastic squirrel. That's it started out as a plastic squirrel, maybe eight inches tall. And then whoever got the trophy got to take it home and add to it. And by the end, it was a it was a giant tray uh, of an ocean with the with the Popocatasyphilis in a boat with a little sailor's wheel. And he had a sailor's hat, but it was bedazzled. So he was sailor <laughs> and uh, he had a little flag and an anchor like and the, uh, somebody stuck a giant dildo on it. It was absolutely fantastic. I love trivia Sounds nights. like a bar trophy. If I definitely, ever heard a, one. definitely a bar trophy. <laughs> and then when we had to retire Popocatasyphilis because it got too big, we brought in a new one. It was a giant nutcracker, and we named it Meg Whitman. She ran for California governor one year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait. What was her scandal? She had a good scandal. Yeah. I Other than her just a being like, one? she was just like the worst, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember why she was the worst. I have a very visceral reaction to hearing her name. Housekeeper scandal? Uh, yeah, something. She was a real a real piece of work. Housekeeper alleges candidate uh, knew she was in the U.S. illegally? Mm, no, no it was something else. It was something she's that a, she's a Republican, right? Meg Whitman? Yep, yep. Gubernatorial candidate. Uh, I forget. Maybe it was like some quote that went viral or something. She was just terrible. Yeah. I'm sure one of our listeners knows exactly what I'm talking about. I'm sure. Probably. Let us know. Thank Um, you. More good news. I'd like to perpetuate hate. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it it up again. (laughs) Yes, let the hate feel you. Sorry to interrupt you. You know what? Feel your feelings. It's important that we all acknowledge our feelings. Um, And if hate is one of them right now, that's cool. Um, Cam Tepley. This is from Cam Tepley in Seattle. Uh, for St. Patty's Day, our neighborhood in Seattle put shamrocks in their windows for the kids to find on walks. Um, one of the activities you can still do while social distancing. Yeah. Um, because of the overwhelming number of people who participated and put shamrocks in their window, the community has decided to put different items in their window every three days for kids to find. Aww. My socially isolated kids are thrilled to see what their friends in the neighborhood put up in their window and cannot wait to, and um, and cannot wait to display art for their friends. That's so fun. So keeping kids connected. Do not put public caught a syphilis up there <laughs> yeah i was just gonna say that system could be abused real fast and i hope it's not also this is next one it's just totally to my point yesterday about the concept of hookah coziness i fucking mm-hmm. love this one this is from allison white and she said my neighborhood has decided to put their christmas lights back up to help bring some light oh, back into our world while we have oh to stay God. in I love that. <laughs> yeah, right? You're like, you know what? Let's just bring back Christmas. Oh, my let's just, God. Let's just turn on the lights back on. Yeah. Dude. Um, yeah. Dude. I know, right? Well, I guess like, no one has money to buy gifts right now. Well, you can still have the lights in the movies. if you ever could, really. Um, so I love that. This is from Becca Lecomte. Um, my seven-woman department in our school system has trained almost half of our 1,500 teachers on digital learning in just four days. Cool. We are giving lessons for kids and teachers, and it makes this all just a little less scary for the kiddos. Not really news, but we're doing this thing, and it probably deserves recognition. That's and great news. I agree. 
Yeah, totally. Um, that's, that's awesome. This is from Rachel Broderick, and I love this. Um, I borrowed an idea that I heard over the holidays recently. Uh, I've begun putting a cooler of drinks and a basket of snacks outside my front door for delivery workers to take as needed. They're under a lot of pressure to get an, a, a rapidly increasing number of deliveries out and probably don't have much time to stop for something to eat or drink. I felt helpless, anxious, scared, and frustrated since all of this started, but doing this small act of kindness has raised my spirits. Uh, my husband and I are fortunate enough to be in a position to pay it forward during this time, and I'm looking for small ways to make a difference for others. Um, and to the women of the Daily Beans team, thank you for helping me keep my sanity through all of this fucking clusterfuck and now helping us navigate through all the, the new landscape of COVID-19. Much love and respect to you all. That's incredibly kind. Yeah. I love that idea of putting stuff out for delivery workers. Yeah. I'm going to start door dashing again because I was like, financial, you know, I got financial goals. Mm -hmm. This isn't going to stop me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to deliver food now. Sweet. So I like Cheez-Its. <laughs> but, so if you want to put out snacks for, are you, for are delivery you? drivers, oh, oh. put out Cheez-Its for... I was like, are, are you just telling people randomly what snacks... Oh, that's right. Snacks, um, out, snacks outside. This is a really sweet one. This is from Frances Wilson. Um, by the way, our listeners, a lot of strong-ass women. Fuck yeah. I love that so much. Frances Wilson. I work in a community mental health uh, service uh, serving the residents of New Mexico. We've rolled out remote behavioral health services for 150 staff in under one week, and we have over 40 clinics and 1,500 staff. We're going to rock this virus and help our clients. Having a plan helps. So I love that. I love that too. Um, all right. Uh, we have so many. I'm going to read one more. I couldn't uh, narrow it down far enough. Um, <laughs> well, we can read them tomorrow too and on Sunday show. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Here's the last one. This is from Grace uh, in Portland, Oregon. She said, hey, I'm a longtime listener and I have some good news to share from Portland. The digital signs on the freeway have been giving wonderful advice, such as give space to each other on the road. Also, my boyfriend works for Home Depot and they've made it their policy to give every part-time worker an additional 40 hours sick time and full-time workers an additional 80 hours of paid sick time. If they test positive for COVID-19, this does not count against their sick time and they are paid as if they work their shift. His job and mine have started changing hours and are having all employees disinfect services. So just another good company doing good shit for their workers. That's rad. Yeah. So keep sending your good news. It's making me really happy and making me feel slightly less awful about the state of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's, I think that goes for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. I've got something else to make you feel good. Yeah. Time for a little schadenfreude. Uh, Harvey Weinstein is headed back to Rikers. Um, if you remember, as, as soon as he left court, uh, he was having uh, heart chest pains, mm -hmm. uh, and they took him uh, back to the hospital. And then uh, he he's done that. He this and then a second time he had heart. He said he had chest pains, and they had to take him out of Rikers and put him back into Bellevue uh, because he, like anyone else would, likes Bellevue better than he likes Rikers. And um, uh, apparently the folks at Bellevue were like, there's nothing wrong with you, bro. Got to go back to Rikers. So huh. he's on his way back to Rikers Island, where I, uh, one case of coronavirus, I think, has Yeah, I was just going to say, there's a, there's a COVID I, outbreak I, there. I'm sure that what he's experiencing is like some combination of psychosomatic symptoms and, and stress and stuff. But the the point that you would think that like you're the only one that's experiencing such things where there are other people that are like wrongfully sentenced to life in prison and shit and you think you get to just push away your sentence when nobody else does just again the level of privilege that he has and just he had to hire a group of people to coach him on how to be in a prisoner like yeah it's fucking hilarious it's it's, it's so it's so schadenfreude you 
freaking. I want to see like a Simpson. I was going to say fucking bitch, but I'm trying to not say that word. Good. I appreciate that. Fucking barnacle. Motherfucker. Barnacle. Yes. Barnacle. (laughs) You groovy barnacle (laughs) crap speckler. I don't like your face. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Send us your best PG rated insult directed at Harvey Weinstein. Yes. Uh, I think I I like the old ones too that like from Shakespearean times. Those are always pretty funny. Like the old English insults. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the the Scottish and Irish are excellent for sure. Oh, yeah. Were you saying something? Oh, I was just. No. Okay, sorry. I feel like I cut you off. No, you're fine. Huh, you're cut well, off. <laughs> Put down the drink. Put down the kombucha. I had I had a nice moment with my. This is the section where we get to just talk about our lives, kind of, right? Yep, yep. We're just gonna do life t- t- talks now. Cool, so, cool. like, if you need to check out, right, right on. Yeah. We're not gonna have anything that's weird or sad or scary. Yeah. We may have an incredible epiphany that will never be documented in any other way. But mm-hmm. that's just a gamble you're gonna have to decide if you want to take by turning this off right now. Yeah, I, because you said that, you made me check to make sure we were still recording, <laughs> <laughs> and we are. We have run out of space on our SD card once during this recording yes. today. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm more just going to talk about a, a personal, nice, like, good mm-hmm. news in my life story. I just had a nice interaction with the the front office lead, basically, for our apartment complex because I we had this bidet, you know? And <laughs> it's a bidet <laughs> story. I forgot about the bidet update. Yes. The bidet update. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we had this thing. And like I said, you know, we had already had it uh, just because we randomly had a connection to this to this company. And we were like helping write a um, like an ad for them. So we had this bidet that just sat there and we weren't ever installing it. We're like, oh, I don't know. Should we ever use it? Then this whole thing happens. Truly cannot find toilet paper anywhere. I know. It's so weird. Actually can't find it. Like it's not at a point where it's have like. Have you run out? Uh, we have two more rolls left and literally cannot find it Come anywhere. Come over and get one. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a roll. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. What does she have to so do for much? it? I can't say that on air. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so Although there is a bar in that. New York that's giving out, they're, they're making uh, huge batches of margaritas to go and delivering them with a free roll of toilet paper. Fuck. Yes. Isn't that so great? Mm. Fuck. Yes. Dude, what a! I hope mega churches are just throwing out all of their toilet paper to their people because you know that the they've got fucking hella toilet paper in those things. <laughs> Mormons probably the Mormon tabernacles yes. have probably tons. Yeah, don't they save shit up like for Jesus when he comes? Well, or something? they have an apocalyptic food when he stash, but oh, I don't, I don't know if that extends to things like toiletries. That's a great question. I wonder. I, I wonder too. But I also. Out on us. I also wonder what are the moral rules for reaching into the Jesus stash for COVID nineteen reasons. It is you know? a plague. It's I in don't the know. Bible. I don't know. I could imagine a floating Jesus head being like Molly. I mean, what else do you need? <laughs> Those <laughs> are my beans. What else? <laughs> what else do you need besides one of the seven signs of the apocalypse? Yeah. I mean, wh- where do we, like where do you draw the line? Nope. We need the sun to turn to blood uh, and the moon to sackcloth, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and we need the rivers to flow red with the blood of uh, infidels. Yeah. Then we bust out the toilet paper and hand it. Yes. Out. It sounds like, like we're Trump making fun of people, but really we're just jealous. We don't have a plan for the afterlife. <laughs> That's totally true. I wish I believed. <laughs> I've been I would judging feel the... so much safer. Yeah. God, right. I've been judging the preppers so hard for a few years. Like. Ugh. Right, dude. Can you imagine the ones who always said it was going to be China? They're like, yeah, 
Just, just like walking around with their thumbs in their overalls, like strutting, <laughs> like, like that's right, you fucking bitches. I, I mean, <laughs> we, we got, uh, you know what? It's the end of the show. I'm going to say bitches. I literally have like watched videos of preppers as entertainment and been like, ha, 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 yeah, well, there's shows, idiots. right? Yeah. Doomsday preppers. And yep. so you're yeah, like, exactly. oh I'm my like, God. You're fucking crazy, dude. And now I'm like, Oh shit! Yeah. I wish I had an entire bunker full of toilet paper. Yes, yeah, the most vindicated these people have ever felt. I know in their they're whole just like life. yes, but yeah. you still have difference. If you yes. want to be a millionaire, all you got to do is start a, a like a bunker business. Yeah, God, right. after this is God. done, terrifying. I'm, I'll dig a hole, build a bunker for you. Yeah. Tell you what to stock we it should with. Should all get into the bunker business. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. But- but Not yes, kidding. really quick. So Go sorry, ahead. sorry. No, I'll make my. I'm. I'm sorry. This is always an elongated bidet segment. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so, so right. But, but, but Ryan, so. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan is. We're like, okay, you know, we'll do it. We said we were gonna do it last night. We didn't do it. So then I wake up this morning and I'm like, I'm gonna do it. Not realizing Ryan is a morning shitter and it really put a amount of like a, a sort of a certain temporal pressure on me that I wasn't uh, looking for. And I don't know what I'm doing. It's the first time I've ever tried to fuck with plumbing. So I'm like turning water valves off and shit, like water spraying in my face, just like everything's fine in here. Like it says it takes 10 minutes to set up. That's a fucking lie. And then I finally get it all set up. I have to go to Lowe's to get a wrench because at this point I'm just like fixated. Next it's time, been let me hours, know. by have, the way. I have tools. I have all shit. Oh, tools. that's very helpful. Thank you. But yeah, hours have gone by at this point. Ryan left to go poop elsewhere. I go, <laughs> I, I go to Lowe's, get this wrench come back and I'm like fucking finally and then I do it and then everything's all set up and I'm so excited and then I turn the water on and then it just starts leaking everywhere and I just couldn't get it tight enough there was like a a piece that wasn't attached once you like added in this t-valve bullshit does it screw it screws but what what there's a certain rubber piece that or it's like a plastic piece that the normal valve has Mm -hmm. that when you Take that valve down, put the T valve in. That piece is now on this part instead of helping secure it to the toilet part. Uh-huh. So it just wasn't. It just needs that piece, and I don't have it. Ah, yeah, I, I need like say, a second try, one. Uh, plumber's tape that that sometimes oh. helps. You know, where you wrap it around the die. Mm. Yes, and then yes, nice. So anyway, this should I know something about uh, ball cocks. That's very <laughs> no thing or two. I don't. <laughs> that's it's uh, a toilet device. Oh, amazing! <laughs> amazing, <laughs> love it. Big fan of whoever named that. Ballcock assembly is that that floaty? Thing. Hell yeah! Oh yeah! I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um. Okay. So I'm leaking. <laughs> I call the front office, thinking, you know, our maintenance dude is the best. Maybe he could possibly at least help me get it back to the way that it was. Because at this point, I like can't. I just can't. So. I call and then a ball cock. That looks like something you swing around for a good time. <laughs> what? <laughs> it looks like a it looks like a podcast microphone. Yes, is what it looks like with one of those spring arms or like a game of tetherball for a squirrel. A ball cock is a mechanism. 
for Pobacata syphilis. It's a mechanism or machine for filling water tanks, such as those found in flush toilets. While avoiding overflow and backflow, the modern ball cock was invented by Jose Antonio <laughs> de Alzate Ramirez, a Mexican priest and scientist who described the device in a 1790 uh, Gaceta de Literatura... Li, li, I, can't, I can't speak Spanish. Literatura Mexicana. Nice. Um, I appreciate that. Jose Antonio de Alzate Ramirez invented yeah. the ball cock. Hell yeah. Mm. Anyway. Ball yeah. What's cock. What's I think there's one uh, in your gas tank, too. Nice. Um, oh, wait. Is this the thing that you lift up and it's like... It's the it's the big... In the toilet? If you pull the tank off like oh, you're doing... Oh, it's in an, the toilet. Like you're doing an upper decker? Yes. It's that. I know that thing. It's the floater. <laughs> <laughs> that you didn't put there. Right. <laughs> okay. So, I call... I call, I call, I think Simona is her name, um, but she, so we're talking and I was like, what are the, what are the rules on bidets here? You know, hypothetically, if I didn't already set it up and it's already leaking onto my floor, hypothetically, what's the rules there? And she's like, oh, you know, well, normally it's like a, it's a hard no. And because what always happens every time is they install it and then it's always leaking. And then they always call and ask for a maintenance person to come and help. Exactly what you. Yeah. Oh, that's. Well, yeah. what terrible people. Yeah. Sorry, you have to deal with that on a daily basis. Yeah. 1 800 appliance. Exactly. I'm like, oh, well, that's unfortunate. That makes sense. I won't put it in. And then, and then before I go, she's like, well, 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 how are you doing? And then it's like she just starts having a normal conversation with me because she's clearly so just like pent up in this office. She has to keep it. And then we talked for like a half hour just about life. And it was really nice. And we talked about comedy and like Patreon. I told her about just what that is as a concept and stuff. And, and she was saying how like sad it is because she has to lock the door in the leasing office and everyone comes and like tries to talk to her and she can't. And she give you her toffees back. What are those? Remember oh, when your car got yes. towed? It was a different person. Oh. Mm. Yeah. But you got it back? I didn't. I did not get the Tofies back. I got uh, the person waived the $100 renewal parking permit fee. <laughs> so that's all I you got. You should talk to Simona about the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She seems like she's in your corner now that you've yeah. not installed a bidet improperly. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, my point is by the end of the conversation, we were just like friends. Aww. We had like a solid 20 minutes just talking like normal human beings. And it was so nice. And she was like, clearly, I am without human interaction. <laughs> I'm just like asking you about about your day. And it's funny that that's like such a crazy thing. But it's we're... making us give a shit about each other. Yes, it really mm-hmm. is. It's mm-hmm. like, how the fuck are you, dude? She's like, you know, I'm doing OK. Some of the residents are being real assholes about mm-hmm. all this stuff. Um, and that's a bummer thinking because like they closed down. The, all of the centers where people would gather, you know, mm. and um, and and I guess people have just been really misunderstood, not under not understanding of that, wanting refunds and stuff, and it's like, dude, come on, yeah. Anyway, days <laughs> bringing people together. Oh yeah. So then the I got days <laughs> bringing people to friends. I don't know. What that was. Oh, that was so beautiful. It's like a love boat almost. Yeah. yeah. No, that was great. Anyway, I still have a leaking bidet. I get off the phone. <laughs> this whole time my bidet's leaking and I'm, and I'm unable to hurry up the conversation to be like, hey, actually my bidet's currently leaking. So I'm just, you know, having a great time talking to her also. So uh, we talk, I get off the phone and then I just had to put everything back to the way it was. And so now 
everything's the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I love you paper. in so many ways. <laughs> I've um, only known you three days. <laughs> but we wouldn't be here without bidets. <laughs> so <welcome>. beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. If you need a song written for you, you just let me know. I tried to sign up for Cameo, but they wouldn't take me. Interesting. <laughs> Wait, really? I never heard back from them. Hmm. Wait, did they reach out to you? No, I went to Cameo and said, do you want to be a Cameo person? And so I filled out the little thing and I said, That is, well, this is definitely the whole AG thing not working in your favor because they've reached out to me asking me to sign up. Maybe I can refer you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or if you work at Cameo. Because people, what they, they I guess their algorithm doesn't account for names that are acronyms. Hiding the identities of much more interesting people. Well, I might be able to come out soon with my full name. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, so I think we've got a good song in. Mm-hmm. We've got a good bidet story. We talked about ball cocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's pulled up off full screen on the computer. <laughs> and and, and the, it got interrupted because I was looking up ball cock uh, and, and my screen's kind of like right in Jordan's face. So mm-hmm. she in the middle of her bidet story, that's why if it seemed like she got distracted. Yeah. It was the ball cocks. I do also just get distracted inappropriately in general. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I think it's always appropriate. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, any final thoughts? I think we've done a whole final yeah, thoughts I'm good. thing. So I'm good too. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Yeah. I, I, I panic bought $100 worth of groceries today because I decided that I needed to boost my immune system. So I'm d- doing great. No anxiety. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you have like food. Although that is a really authentic laugh that you just uh, got. God. So hopefully you feel better. Food is good. Yeah. yeah, that is an totally. objective game. I don't think that's a panic buy. I think that's no. Just yeah, a, you should have food. Yeah, yeah. For sure. All right, uh, everyone. <laughs> I don't want to hang up. <laughs> Joelle is outside with a dog. <laughs> you guys hang up first. Okay, on the count of three. One, two, three. That's so you didn't funny. Hang up. You didn't hang up, <laughs> dude. Okay, one more story. I'm so sorry. All right. Okay, really quick. Joelle's outside. Waiting. Oh, oh, literally outside. <laughs> She's been outside for half an hour. Oh, okay, okay, oh. No. for tomorrow then. <laughs> all right. Well, I you hang up first. That explains all of barking then. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna hang Whoops. up. Everybody, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. <laughs> I've been Ag. I've been Jordan Coburn. I've been a band reader. And them's the bidets. Wash your hands. <laughs> the Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by Ag and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>